The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is hosted by me, I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my co-host, Michael Vargas, a fellow dating coach with a clinical psychology background, my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. Hey, don't forget to check out our next event on September 30th. The theme is no pants. 
and we will again be doing a live stage performance of the old school TV show, The Dating Game. Get all the details by going on our Facebook page under Dateable Podcast. Our last event sold out, so get your tickets soon. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. We always hear about your guys' dating stories, and today you get to hear my own dating story because uh, this dating app called Wim reached out to me and said, you wait, we're going to set you up on this date, and um, we're pretty sure you're going to have a good time. So I'm like, obviously I'm going to say yes. (laughs) So it's quite the treat because uh, the founder and CEO of Wim is in the studio with us today, Eve. Hi. Hi. As well as my date, Andrew. Hello. That's me. How awkward is this? <laughs> Thank you, Andrew, for being guinea pig. And My pleasure. And I have been on two previous whim dates before, but this one's going to be a little bit different because, obviously, we're going to do a podcast <laughs> right after. Um, so... Eve, do you want to give us a little one-liner about what WIM is all about? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think you did a great job explaining it. Our motto that I love is magic, not messaging. The idea of just getting people to meet face-to-face right away. So on WIM, it's super simple. You go on, you say which nights you're free, and then you say which people you want to meet, and then beyond that, the app is going to set everything up for you. So it'll pick a specific bar, a specific time for you to meet up, and put you in touch just so you can confirm the details. So that's exactly what happened to us. The app messaged both Andrew and I and said, um, you're confirmed for this date with each other at, I think it was Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Harper and Rye, which is, I think, in between both of us because you're in the marina and I'm in Knob Hill. Um, And uh, then helped us exchange phone numbers to open up the conversation and... Now I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Wim is all about. (laughs) Yay. Yeah, so we're going to flip the script. Instead of me doing the interviewing, Eve is going to interview me and Andrew. So I'm going to kick out Andrew right now. I'll go sit alone in the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) With his whiskey tumbler. With my whiskey, very tall whiskey tumbler. (laughs) Cool, so... Yue, thanks for giving me this opportunity to switch places with you. Anytime. <laughs> so, okay, I've been dying to ask you all week because you actually texted me and Julie, like, after midnight, the night of your date, <laughs> that, like, you guys, you were like, totally good date, not what I expected. And, yeah. and then I was pressing you for details, but you refused to give them to me. So I've just yeah. been dying to know all week. How was the date? So this is the thing, because we all looked at his profile together. And all of us were like, he looks a little fratty, a little broy. <laughs> and honestly, you couldn't see his face in any of his no. photos. You just <laughs> right. see him smiling really big. And he's with friends and like he's shirtless. <laughs> and I thought, okay, he's at least going to be a really fun date. And he's going to give a really fun interview. That's what I thought, right? So I didn't really think there was going to be much to the date other than just like two people having fun on a Tuesday night. Uh, Overall, the date went 
exactly opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. He's incredibly intellectual, very smart, mm. has so much depth. I mean, yeah. everything you just said was a huge surprise to me as well. It's just not what I yeah. expected from him. And when he comes back in here, I'm yeah. going to be like, you need to change your profile photos. Yeah. <laughs> because there's just so not representative of who he is. And it makes you wonder, like, how many of us, like, how many people out there are totally misrepresenting themselves? Absolutely. In their profiles. What did What were you feeling about the whole process going into it? Like, would you say you were more or less nervous going into a date that's kind of just fixed up without any messaging? I think we totally bonded over the fact that this whole idea of matching and then going on a date is so opposite of what modern dating is mm. that we can bond over that concept. So he told me that this was his first whim date. He was kind of nervous that I wasn't going to show up. And I do have to admit, I was like 15 minutes late. <laughs> so I think he got a little bit nervous about that. Uh -huh. And when I finally did show up, he's like, okay, you're a real person. I think you guys Tuesday matched night. on a Monday. Yeah, and then yeah, the day the was for Tuesday night. Because I had to leave Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So we only had one day worth of time right. to get to know each other. When we matched and he texted me, he was like, 8 o'clock, Harper and Rye, are you still down? And I wrote, actually, I'm kind of hungry. I would love to get grab a bite to eat first. So then I suggested another place. What that suggestion did was a starting point. Right. And that's like a lot of time that's a hurdle with dating, mm -hmm. online dating. It's just that one person making a suggestion. Right. So that took that effort out of it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, if it's suggested Polk Street anyway, let's just go to Upsider. They have mm -hmm. food there and drinks. And then we can head on over to Harper and Rye. Yeah. No, that's perfect. We see that happen on the app a lot, actually. Like people will report back after their date that um, – they, you know, they'll be like, oh, we ended up picking another place, but mm -hmm. we still met up that night. Something I'm always super curious about is the impression that we're giving off when we meet somebody in person, and how is that different from the impression we think we're giving off? So yes. I want to know, like, I mean, you already said a little bit about how he came off, but I want to hear a little bit more about how you thought he came off. Stereotypically, I thought he was going to be very uh, loud mm -hmm. and, like, just gregarious. I walked in <laughs> expecting him to, like... <laughs> be with open arms, be like, you over here, you know? And I looked around, there was like nobody that fit that description. And I saw this guy sitting by himself at the bar and I walked over and I was like, Andrew, this is the first time I was like unsure if this was actually the person I was meeting. He just had such a quiet demeanor about him or just like a sub subdued confidence about him. And then he was drinking a glass of wine. All right. We're at Upsider where they have ciders. He was drinking a glass of wine. He's like, yeah, I don't really drink cider. I drink wine. <laughs> like, wow, you're so sophisticated. And then um, he was like, I was just waiting for you to order some food because I'm not that hungry. And later he told me he doesn't really eat on first dates because he thinks it's awkward. So I thought that was funny. And I'm like, I always eat on first dates because I'm always hungry. <laughs> so we ordered some food and he went right into kind of like his life story. So it sounds like you, he came off to you confident, intellectual, um, maybe a little bit quiet. Quiet confidence. Quiet confidence. Yeah. Mm. I like that. It's sexy. Mm. It's very <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So then he tells me basically his whole life story. And this is a thing. When someone's very interesting, has like an interesting past, they love talking about themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So he did love talking about himself, uh -oh. which I like too because I enjoy hearing about other people's stories. So I learned this about him. 
He's lived in many countries. He speaks Arabic and French. He was taking Chinese classes. He is a former pro poker player. He started when he was 19, paid his way through college with his poker money. And he tells me that he's very mild-mannered because he's learned that from poker. He doesn't let anything oh, affect him. Poker face. Poker face. But he says it drives his girlfriends crazy because when they're in a fight, he doesn't show any sort of emotions, oh, yeah. right? So I can totally – he's very um, self-aware. Sorry, what were you thinking and feeling at this point in the date? Like, were you actually starting to be like, oh, this guy's cute. Like, I could actually be into it or... Oh, yeah. I feel like, okay, so physically, uh-huh. when I first met him, I was like, this guy's really way cuter than I expected him to be. Because uh-huh. he... He looks nothing like his He face. looks nothing like his photos. Yeah. He has the cutest smile. Aww. Like, that's just a really earnest, sweet smile, uh-huh. right? When he smiles, you just can't help but smile. Yeah. So, like, physically, I think he's very attractive. While we're talking about kind of like his background I kept thinking like I think I met my match in terms of someone dominating a date because usually when I go on first dates I dominate the conversation because I feel like I drive the conversation this guy flipped the script on me he was talking about himself and then asking me very pointed questions pro dater or something like a pro dater the whole thing sounds like pro dater which made me skeptical of him, right? I'm like, oh, maybe he's just a really sweet talker. He's obviously really good at this, and he admitted at one point, he's like, I will always have a good date because I I can talk to anyone. But it's hard to... Yes. But he said, but it's hard to find a connection, which is exactly what I what I feel. So we're finishing up dinner at this yeah. point. I'm finishing up my cider. I'm getting a Wait, little tipsy. Have you gotten to say anything yet? So not or, much. Okay. Not much. So then he notices and yeah. he's like, how can I connect with you better? He said that he out loud? Asked, yes. So then he's like, are you having a good time on this date? I just want to check in. Oh, that's right? kind of cool. So I thought the check-ins were interesting and we, yeah. we, he kept checking in throughout the rest of the night. Are you having a oh, good time? Do you think we're connecting? Uh-huh. Do you, you know, so we go, we change bars. We go to yeah. Aces, which is like one of my favorite bars because yeah. it's a very East Coast. It's a New York bar. He'd never been there. Uh-huh. So we went there, and I think that's when things, when the dynamic changed. Uh-huh. He's like, something's up. You have a wall up. What's going on in your head? Wow, he was really trying to like break really, down the barriers and really, really breaking down. connect. So then I was like, fine. If you're going to ask me this, I'm going to answer, mm-hmm. which is I have a lot on my mind, mm-hmm. right? For one... Um, I had to go back to um, SoCal to see my parents because my mom fell and she fractured her spine. And two, I had just finished teaching a really high-intensity dance class. I was exhausted. Frankly, I just wanted to listen to him talk and I didn't really want to talk too much. So then that opened up a whole conversation about life, priorities. And did you suddenly feel more energized? Not, I wouldn't say energized. I just felt more at ease with him because yeah. now we're connecting on a different level right. even if it is just a deeper friendship right and then he walked me home and he kissed me good night okay um, wait back up <laughs> i always want to hear the details of the kiss it was I like have... right at your doorstep it was right downstairs uh-huh. outside my gate how long was the kiss i don't know like <laughs> Five, six seconds. Okay, a solid. It was like a solid, it was a solid first kiss. date kiss. Yeah, was like- and then he was like, okay, how about when you get back on Saturday before we record this <laughs> podcast, how about we hang? I'll pick you up from the airport, Aww. which is a really nice gesture. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do that because I, I have to run to something else. Yeah. 
Um, and then he's like, okay, well, when can I see you? So this is where it gets complex because mm-hmm. I think timing and dating go hand in hand. Yeah. He's leaving for Burning Man tomorrow for a whole week where he can't call or text, right? right. He's completely untethered. Right. Then I leave for Europe for two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think it's one of those things. It's like, mm, timing is not on our side right now. Right. But don't you think though that if the two of you are meant to actually end up together that you'll find a way you know in three weeks have passed which isn't actually that much time in the grand scheme of things that you'll find a way to reconnect I think if you're meant to be with someone obviously you find your way back to them so this is a dilemma I'm facing and I kind of alluded to this before Eve is um I'm not just seeing like he's not the only person I've been seeing obviously right so he was a first date there's another person that came before him Mm -hmm. And I really feel like in the time that we, Andrew and I have apart, mm-hmm. my relationship with this other person is just going to strengthen. Mm, yeah. And it's also, yeah, you might have a connection, but you met one time. Right. Exactly. It's, it's hard. It's not strong enough of a history right. for right. me to pine over this guy, over right. the other right. one. For three weeks. Right. For yeah. three weeks. Of course. Okay. So, okay. So you've gone on plenty of online dates in your life. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate this first date? 1 being? So 1 is the absolute worst, like definitely never want to see their face again. And 10 is like dream come true and like you hope that you eventually get married and run off into the distance. Uh, I would say a 9. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it was an awesome date. Really great date. Maybe it's not super romantic. Yeah. I still feel like I connected with a real human being. And we were just so present with each other. If he didn't hit you up and say, what's going on? And then push you to like open up and you never had that second part, how would you have rated the beginning of the date? That's a great question. I would have said it was a five. It would have been like every other date I've been on where you walk away going, oh, it was nice. We got to know each other. But did we connect? Not really. Did I get to know a real person? Not at all. But you're like, it was pleasant, you know? So that's a huge tip for people listening, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. listen to how powerful it is when you actually, like, cut the BS and get to the real stuff. And it sounds kind of cliche. Everyone's like, yeah, 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 good idea. But then nobody does it. I mean, how, like, what percentage of your dates do you actually get to get this real on? And it felt vulnerable. And I think, oh, that's a key word, right? It's like feeling vulnerable around someone. That's when you truly connect. Mm -hmm. For me to tell him about what's going on with my family, I mean, it really felt vulnerable, but that's when it's like, okay, I actually can see myself having this person in my life. Would you go on another date with him? If I wasn't seeing someone else, mm-hmm. I totally would. Right. So I don't know. I'm debating whether I should tell him today or not. That's mm. what I'm debating on. Tricky. What do you guys think? I think you should. And I think that's a perfectly valid, beautiful, honest thing that you could tell Andrew, yeah. right? Like if it comes up. So let's okay. bring Andrew in. Welcome back, Andrew. Thanks Thank you very waiting. much. No problem. <laughs> We're just going to get right into it. I'm dying to know how was the date? Well, it's a, I'm a little self-conscious now because I know you asked, just asked that question a few <laughs> moments ago. Yes. Um, but honestly, from my point of view, the date was great. Mm-hmm. I think we had an awesome time. Wait, let's. I just want to say... We're going to be totally, you can be totally honest. Oh, no, I intend to be very just honest. you and like tens of thousands of listeners. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I have no problem okay, with okay. honesty. Yeah, I had okay, a great time. Cool. I had a great time with you, eh? Mm-hmm. Tell me what, what were your thoughts going into the date based on UA's profile about, you know, what she would be like and how the date would go? 
what I knew going in was that she was beautiful mm -hmm. and that she ran a podcast, uh -huh. which I found really about dating in San Francisco, which uh -huh. I found really interesting already because yeah. not just is the, the topic of interest to me, uh -huh. but also the fact that she, you know, runs a podcast is really a cool, unique thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, a. Uh, I was a little more nervous than usual, but in general, relative to other first dates. Uh, you get to the date. You mm -hmm. get to the, the bar. I don't know who got there first. Like, walk me through. So I got to the, the bar on time. <laughs> and um, also. Do and, you always get there on time? Um, I'm not amazing about punctuality, but for a first date, especially with someone that I'm interested in. And definitely, like, there's a threshold of time when you're interested in somebody where, like, you definitely get there on time. <laughs> It's like something with like cleaning your room. Like if there's any chance that she's gonna come over to your house, like you clean the room, oh, so it's funny. perfect. Yeah. But then when you've got when she's come over like a few times, then it's like okay, well I'm not gonna worry about the room now. It's not the first impression has already happened. Um, so I got there on time, and uh, Yui did not. Mm. Um, and so I went and I got myself a drink. Did and she text I was, you? Like, I'm running she late. texted me like, I'll be there, you know, like 10 minutes late. And then okay. I was there and, and then 10 minutes went what by. Did, what did that do to your mood? Um, this is something well, I think is important for people listening to know. Especially women do yeah. this all the time. Well, yeah. so <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I would say that I'm above average in terms of my independence level. Okay. So I am actually quite happy with a nice drink just like hanging out. It does. I don't you. need to have... Um, the person be there by the same token, you know, there's only a certain amount of time I'm gonna spend enjoying my drink and so mm -hmm. I, I definitely had this vision of like texting you mm -hmm. Eve, and be like, Well, you didn't show up. So I went home um, but, Oh, I thought you were gonna say texting me to have me come out and be like the oh. Substitute oh Well, that's actually that would have even been a much better idea. Although it would have been quite awkward when you showed up um, but uh, so actually, it, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing that she was, she had to be about 15 minutes late, I think. Um, but only because when she was texting, she was kind of like trying to keep me in the loop as well as going on. And she was explaining that she had, uh, was teaching a dance class mm -hmm. and that that was kind of why she was running late and all these things. Mm -hmm. And so already it was kind of like a brief window into this person who is becoming more interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well now I get, kind of get a sense that this is something else that she does with her life. Like she's a, she's a dance teacher. That's both cool because like she has something she's passionate about and probably because she's in awesome shape, which is great too. <laughs> and so, so I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, well, um, I'm, I'm obviously like she's she's texting me, so I don't think she's gonna flake or she's gonna like stay yeah. or something like that. So I'll just you know have a drink and I'll hang out. Uh -huh. And then uh, she showed up. So when she first walked in, what were your first impressions, like physical and you know, okay, all so, the other stuff as well? So physically, she's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But I have gone out on a lot of first dates with like people who are physically attractive and. I'm really confident it doesn't tell the whole story. And in fact, oftentimes it might even be like an indicator that if someone's like too beautiful, that mm -hmm. it might, even, might be an indicator that actually like maybe their priorities are a lot of whack. Yeah. Like if they spent like hours preparing on like how gorgeous they were going to be on this thing for a first date, right. it's like, did you not have anything else to do with your life at that time? Mm -hmm. I start to get a little concerned. Good to know. Um, and so in that sense, like the fact that you came in from dance class, got there obviously as fast as she could, I think, and then... Um, you know, came in looking beautiful was obviously like a really good sign. But right. I was probably more, uh, she sort of has like a radiant confidence that she carries with her. Oh. And so I was more uh, attracted to just her showing up with some swagger oh. and sitting down. How did she show that swagger? 
How does that come well, out? Well, it's actually kind of interesting because this is going to it's going to tie directly into my first major complaint from the date. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> which is basically that um, she clearly uh, has like a lot of self-confidence and sort of carried that with her when she came in. She sort mm. of had good body posture and she was engaging. Um, but she was also kind of sitting like a little bit far away. Mm. She was kind like of leaning back like leaning chair. like leaning back a little bit or or we're at the bar, she's on a stool, but yeah. like kind of like not really like diving into the open engagement, kind of almost I would view it as almost like a persona. Mm. Um, a very confident, attractive persona, mm-hmm. but still like kind of a persona. Like holding back, like not being like, Hey, we're in this together, let's like I would get I would it. describe it as date talk. So, like, what I date talk is not real talk. Okay. Date talk is like, and there's to a certain degree it's necessary when you don't know someone at all, but it's where you sit down and uh, you essentially have kind of like a intellectual conversation Mm -hmm. that doesn't Mm -hmm. have any uh, real attempt at connection. Right. Like, it's about stuff and it's not about yourselves. It's not personal. Well, yeah, we we talked about things that we liked or we kind of, we joked and stuff like that, but we never, during this part of the date, we didn't have any, like, didn't get through to anything that was, like, um, deeper. And actually, at this point in the date, I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to go out with UA again. Uh, I I thought that I probably wasn't likely to go out with UA again, even though she was beautiful and cool and all these things. It just felt to me like maybe she was reserved or, like, she didn't, wasn't into me or something like that and just didn't really want to connect. How was how was the conversational dynamic? Or do you think that you guys were asking each other an equal number of questions or and doing an equal number equal amount of talking? Yeah, I, this is a problem I run into sometimes. I think because I always like I'm really interested in when I meet somebody new. Um, but you is a very is a great conversationalist. Uh-huh. So she had no problems at all, like both answering my questions and being kind of interesting and funny about them, and then also asking me questions about my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I didn't think that the issue was like one of awkwardness or one of uh, inability to carry the conversation or be interested in what the other person had to say. Yeah, it was much more of a question of at what point is this going to get to a level where we are actually going to like talk to each other as if we know each other mm-hmm. instead of talking to each other as if we're never going to see each other again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I wasn't totally sure. I will say, though, th- these things take time. Yeah. And there are, like, a lot of things that sprinkle in just spending even superficial time with somebody that you develop uh, some kind of, like, you learn about them and you, like, learn some things. So, you know, you always sat down and she said, well, she got some food. She was hungry. She just come from this dance thing. And just what she ordered for food was super funny to me and also was very indicative of <laughs> like the kind of person. Order? So I was, you know, <laughs> I had already eaten or eaten a little bit prior to the date. And so I was like, well, you know, I can get like a salad or something like that. And she's like, hmm, how about the meatballs? Can we yeah. get the meatballs? Yeah, and I was are. just like, all right. Like, okay. And that's as a confident. guy, yeah, what's your oh, – I always I'm... wonder this actually when I'm ordering food and the guys are watching me. Like, what's your <laughs> thinking about her as she's ordering meatballs and not a So I can't speak for every guy. Uh-huh. Um, but I can say for myself that I have, I will always appreciate and prefer a woman who gets what she actually wants. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And even if, like, okay, I, I believe in being healthy. I think that, like, I want my partner to believe in being healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, those things are important. But by the same token, that healthy does not mean, like, depriving oneself of all things that are joyful. Right. And course. if you just came – you is incredibly healthy. Like, right. she just danced for, like, she an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. If she wants to come have some meatballs, she can have some meatballs. <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> – Yeah, it's not – And so, And so that's – so in a certain sense, I could see some windows into, like, the real UA that I found really attractive. And, I, and the, fact, the fact that she wanted meatballs, I really found that attractive, <laughs> which is kind of funny.
besides sitting a little bit far back from you, what was it that she was doing that made you feel like she was kind of closed off? Um, do you ever watch the movie uh, Almost Famous? Yes, movie? I love that movie. Um, there's a scene where um, uh, what's the Kate Hudson is talking to the little boy, yeah. and she's like, how old are you? And he's like, mm. 18. And she's like, me too. How old are you really? And he's like, <laughs> 17. And they keep doing that until he eventually is like, I'm 15. Uh-huh. And she's like, see, the truth sounds different. Uh-huh. Um, and to me, you could really just kind of tell the way she was talking to me. It just sounded different. It almost sounded like she was hosting her podcast mm, in our date. Right. Um, which, again, she's a great conversationalist and she's really smart and quick-witted and all these things. Um, but it never got to a point where I felt like any degree of emotional connection or response mm-hmm. from her. Okay. Um, not because I think, like, maybe because she didn't like me or something like that, I don't know, but most likely because, um, partially because it's hard at the beginning for anyone to sit down when you've never talked to anyone before mm-hmm. and sit down and, like, develop a relationship out of nothing, mm-hmm. which I everyone finds nerve-wracking. So I can understand that from the beginning. And then also you just don't know what's going on like in her life. Maybe there are just things that are happening in her life that make it hard for her. And before I even continue with that, like I'm putting it all on her right now. It's also very possible that there are part- things in my life or the way I was acting or, or handling myself that was making it hard for her to connect with me. And so right. it's very easy to put it from an egocentric point of view. This is, well, it's just I was doing great. <laughs> and she was, right. she was, it was hard for her to, uh, to open up. It seemed at that point like a first date like many others, except for the fact that it was organized through women this way, and it was like, you know. And you knew it would be on the podcast about it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like it felt like a just a normal first date. I mean, as normal, as, normal as it could be, but you really haven't had the week and a half of texting yeah. to develop all this, you know, kind of prior background, which to be honest, I one thing I love about women is that I kind of think that a lot of those things are uh, – not super necessary mm-hmm. um that if you like someone you're gonna like them and if you don't you don't and right. like i've texted with someone that i thought was like so witty and cool and then i went on a date with them it was just like wow this is actually incredibly boring <laughs> and like i, I wasted know. so yeah. much time yeah. texting with you so at this point you're feeling kind of eh about the date and then what'd you do next so then this is where it went um, or got significantly better. Okay. Um, Wait a second. How did you even decide to keep going at this point? Like, why well, it wasn't, going? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I, I, could, I still found her really attractive. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like, and it was, again, we've known each other for like two hours, yeah. hour and a half, something yeah. like that. It wasn't disaster zone where it's like we have to <laughs> right. cut this and run. Yeah. It's like I still think there I – mean, I don't have anything else planned for my night. Mm-hmm. And I still think there's something interesting or some, some potential here that mm. if she opened up, maybe we could see what would happen. Or if I if we were able to connect, I guess is a better way of saying it because I don't yeah. know if it's really on her to open up or not. Yeah. Um, so we decided to walk somewhere else. She said that she – knew of a place that she really liked. And actually you could kind of tell in her body language and her tone of voice that like that was like the first real moment that she had where she was talking about this bar that she mm. like really liked. Mm-hmm. And we go in there and it's, she kept describing it as a New York bar and uh-huh. I love New York and it is in every way just a divey New York bar. Uh-huh. I don't even remember what it's called Aces. to be honest. Aces, that's right, yeah, Aces. <laughs> you know the one. Yep. <laughs> and we could tell that she, she really liked the bar and um, Suddenly, we started talking about things that were like the threshold of realness had been crossed, and we started talking about things that were actually important in both of our lives. Um, who, who I might have even think... called her out on being, I think I did call her out on being like a little closed off at this oh. point. 
and just told her like you know why kind of why are you here like if you <laughs> if you are you know if at this point like what do you want out of a date or what do you want out of a relationship and kind of like tell me what is really important to you so is that how you guys got to that next level of realness was with you sort of offering up that gentle criticism i'm it really might have been yeah. as i try to reflect on it um i don't remember exactly what the response was except that we kind of started to transition into like a much more authentic connection mm-hmm. um, and talked in a way that was, in my view, repeatable. Like I would like to have more conversations with her like that, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So then the conversation got a lot better at the second bar. And yeah. then tell me how the night ended. I think we had one or two drinks at Aces. And then we're just having a really good time. Like I feel like the, the connection had sort of transcended from kind of the beginning initial like distance to the point where we were almost like acting in an intimate way by the end. Mm. Um, what do you mean by almost in an intimate way? Well, like there was a lot more like physical touching. Uh-huh. There was um, just like the, from my point of view, again, it's kind of hard to talk about a date with someone else who <laughs> like it takes two. And so she has her own <laughs> point of view, which I, you guys have already recorded. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just like touching, being closer, being the conver- the tone of voice, the body language, all just mm-hmm. like more affectionate and closer, I would say. Um, and then we got to her house and uh, at to her gate and exchanged a lengthy smooch. No, oh, uh, lengthy, like how long would you say? I don't know, a few minutes at least. <laughs> I like they um, use the word smooch. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone on a fair number of first dates mm-hmm. in your life on a scale of one to ten how would you rate this date um i would say like probably around an eight something okay, like that so really up there like pretty good yeah obviously the major distinguishing factor between my date with ua and my date with my first dates with other people is that like i uh, definitely would want to go out with ua again Aww. um where i feel like a lot of dates even really great first dates i feel like i very rarely have had bad first dates but yeah. It's not always something that somebody that I necessarily would want to go out with a mm-hmm. second time. And was that something you already had in your head even before going into the date, just based on your impression of her, that she was beautiful and she ran a podcast? Or you're saying the date went so awesome that you wanted to Yeah, wanted so, to so usually what I find, I find um, that you have to be a little bit selective, at least for myself. I have to be pretty selective for who I go out with on a first date. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I fall into kind of a similar trap that I bet a lot of the listeners have fallen into as well, which is you find somebody attractive, but that's not really your type, or you kind of know it's not really something that you're actually interested in. And you end up going on what amounts to be a very superficial first date that's fun, and maybe you have drinks, maybe have a good time. Maybe even it goes like farther physically or something like uh-huh. that. But you don't actually feel a degree of connection with the person. And then the next day you kind of say, I don't really ever actually want to talk to that person again, <laughs> even though you had a great time with them, which I'm sure was right. very confusing for a lot of my past first dates. Yeah. We had a great time, and then I would just not really be that interested in getting to know that person further. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, definitely with UA, I felt, at the end at least, like I was I was definitely interested in, in getting to know her more. So let's go get her. Yeah, let's go get UA. Let's. I'm back. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back, UA. And she's in, like, full evening wear. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I are headed to this wedding. It's <laughs> really weird. I'm, like, super overdressed for this right now. <laughs> so what did you say about me? Okay. Well, so, I didn't even ask. I wasn't even gonna ask. I was just gonna live with it. 
First of all, is this the first time you guys are seeing each other since that first date? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's correct. How yeah. does how does it feel? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> feels comfortable. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you? we did we did talk on the phone mm. for a little while, so it's not like it's been a completely it's like UA you list had existence. One and a, half dates. a UA list exists. Sounds oh. terrible, right? It sounds really sad. <laughs> okay, well, I hope it will keep feeling good. I'm about to drop some little bombs on you guys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because it's not that often that you hear about like the, you know somebody's the impression you were getting off. I never have. So let me start with like the happy ending, which is that I think as the night progressed, I think you both felt like quite positive about the date toward the end. You know, like you both felt like you were like connecting and it was really real and genuine and authentic. The first half of the night though, the part that you guys were at, um, the, what was it called? The Upsider. Upsider. Really fascinating. So I'm trying to think of like how to put this honestly, but also diplomatically. Just say it because I'm not going to hear it anyway. <laughs> okay. So, so you ate. Andrew thought you were gorgeous. I think he said oh. gorgeous and beautiful like eight times throughout the podcast recording. So nice. <laughs> $20. But also thought that you were um, a bit standoffish, maybe mm -hmm. like putting on, like he said, like putting on a persona almost mm. um, and kind of like closed off. And But luckily Andrew's not like a super judgmental guy, so he had the awareness to ask himself, he was like, you know, maybe it's not just her, not, maybe it's not her personality, it could be like something that's going on in her life right now, it could be this particular evening. So, you know, I think like Andrew was feeling like he just wanted to get to know you better, but you were maybe like making it like a little difficult. That's really good feedback because I think most of the time when I go on dates, I feel like I'm there to entertain my date. Mm. So I, I think a lot about how can I make this date entertaining and fun yeah. for the other Definitely person. got that vibe. Yeah. And I was yeah. kind of just like, I wonder if she's going to stop this at some point. And, yeah. just be like, so. <laughs> and then I'm going to chill when you want to get to know the real me. Yeah. So that's right. really good feedback. Yeah. yeah. And I think maybe what happened here is I think you're both very charismatic, confident personalities. And so when mm -hmm. you, the, both Ooh. of you went in there expecting the other person to be more of a wallflower. So then it created, it's a kind of like a new unfamiliar dynamic, like a little harder. To it wasn't like, navigate. I've gone on dates where I've like butted, butted heads with people before. Yeah. It wasn't like that. Like yeah. I found you know, really interesting to listen to. Yeah. But it's definitely still at the beginning. All first dates are kind of superficial at the beginning. Right. So. But what's really interesting is you both had, Andrew, very different impressions of how much talking each of you were doing. So, oh. you know, while, while you were feeling like, oh, it's hard to like get UA to open up. Um, I think UA was feeling like you were giving her a lot of information. Yeah, I talk all the time. About I definitely. She's, she's almost certainly right. <laughs> okay, um, but but she liked it, and UA was. I mean, she really loved learning about you, and um, I think UA was very pleasantly surprised at how different you were from how your profile on when made you seem. You need to change your profile. I haven't updated that thing in a <laughs> I'm while. Give your profile makeup. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> better photos. So I had to stalk you on Facebook to find more photos, <laughs> and there were no photos. Okay, and then this I'm, the second okay, part is fair. really fascinating because I've obviously seen your profile as well. Looking at your profile, I think we all were. You know, we were trying to figure out what's this guy going to be like on the date, and what's he going to be like um, on the podcast, and we thought that based on your photos and your profile, that you'd be pretty fratty. And like really big personality. Yeah. 
And UA got there, and I think within, like, five minutes, she was impressed with how worldly you were and refined, and she said you have a a quiet confidence, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, which is, by the way, that's, like, the sexiest thing a man can have is quiet confidence and a really adorable smile. Yes. It's almost like your profile isn't really doing you justice. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah don't thank me. Thank you. Eh? That's a much easier problem than the reverse. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's I true. can honestly your say that. <laughs> Just make yourself way cooler and better. Your profile's great, though. I think the first thing I'm really struck by is how I'm so glad that you both gave it a chance to go past the first like hour and a half and onto the second venue because it sounds like Andrew, by being proactive about just like mm-hmm. stating the elephant in the room, like, hey, I'm having trouble connecting with you. Like, can we? talk about something real or I forget how you said it exactly. Yeah, how did that feel when I did that? Well, I was telling the girls, if you didn't ask me these questions, I would have walked away from that date at like 1030 and been like, textbook, good date. Yeah, never yeah, talk to her again. That's exactly yeah. what he said. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I was like, we have a lot to talk about on the podcast. Good enough material for me. Call it a night, going to bed, you know? Yeah. But I think a, a key takeaway is that a lot of people wouldn't be that proactive mm-hmm. no. and say it. Listeners can take that away and try to do that as much as possible. It's just going to help. And I think it's it, it taught me a lesson about setting intentions when you go on dates because usually my intentions are have a great date. Mm-hmm. Now I think my intentions would be different. It would be like really get to know this person. Try to think of it as getting to know a real person, yeah. another human being. And what is that like? So is this experience actually going to change the way you date going forward? Yeah, and I think it, I hope it changes everyone's experience because I think, you know, Julie and I have talked about this. We're so self-focused when it comes to dating that we forget to show our true selves. Mm-hmm. Like instead of trying to get the other person to like us back, try to figure out if you like the other person first, mm-hmm. you know, get to know them first. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, uh-huh. think, I think that like the hardest part is just figuring out why someone's actually there. Mm-hmm. So... Like, I used to think I even asked you that. Like, why are you here? Like, yeah. what, like, what do you want out of this? And that often is a really hard question for people to answer. Yeah. Um, if I go out with somebody who just wants to have a great date, I don't call them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, but, like, if right. I went out with someone that, like, I wanted to get to know. Right. Like, you went home to see your family, like, a few days ago. And, like, I was curious to know what that was like for her. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And mm-hmm. so that is a different experience than if I just went to go have a fun time. Yeah. Right. You know, I can go to Great America and have a fun time there. That's fine. <laughs> I think of it as, like, you're 29. We haven't met each other in 29 years. We have 29 years of information to yeah, catch up on. Right? Stuff. So I, I feel like there is a lot that you want to tell the other person, but you want to think about, like, why do you want yeah. to tell the other person? Right. And what are you sharing with them? And I think it's interesting that at the end of the day, that wasn't the part of the date that went well. No, right. Just putting the information out there and telling someone about there. The reality is no one really cares. Like they just want to like have a connection Mm -hmm. and then over time they can learn that stuff. It's so true. I mean, I have to say for my personal dating experiences, I would say 50% of the time on a first date, the guy is in this mode of let me show you who I am because he thinks that's, thinks he, I don't know. Yeah. He thinks he has to sell himself. Yes. Really like all I want to do is connect and all you want to do is connect and all you want to do. Well, we do kind of, I mean, to, to give the 50% of guys here who are getting a bad rap some Uh love, we do do kind (laughs) of have to sell ourselves in a little bit. Like you has, all you guys have lots of options. It's not, it's not as though like, um, 
And it's also difficult at the very beginning of a relationship when you don't know anything about the other person. Right. It's also yeah. difficult to just lead off right. with some kind of like deep connection that lets you talk about real stuff. Right. I actually like the fact that we didn't talk about work. Yeah, we didn't talk about work till like hours into, yeah. and it was like kind of a. We talked about like three seconds. Three seconds. Yeah, so we're like, okay, like, done with that. Stuff. Let's talk about life experiences. But I think the key takeaway is that the, when you started to just get authentic and have that, that's when there was magic on yeah. the state. Yeah. And like you said, we all have options. You have options too. Everyone has options. But it doesn't really matter how many options are if you connect with one person. Of course. Mm-hmm. So let's get to Great the next to part about <laughs> would you go on a second date? Oh, I feel like they should recover themselves to each other alive. Um, I just think timing is not on our side. Because we talked about this too, when you have momentum in the beginning, then the relationship can really build and grow. But we're about to enter three weeks of not seeing each other. And actually a week of that is you at Burning Man, which means no sort of communication whatsoever. I totally agree that we definitely can't date in the next three weeks. Completely agreed on that. Not possible. <laughs> and I also agree that it's, it's definitely way more difficult to resuscitate a relationship when there's like essentially space has been injected into it but that said um, I think you're like a pretty special and cool person um, and so I don't it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me like I'll definitely like try to stay in contact with you when I get back it wouldn't surprise me if you went out again and had a great time mm-hmm. um, I don't I'm not gonna project beyond that because I really think that our next date if there is one will be a lot more like a first date than it would be like a second or third date and no matter what because we did this the right way we'll still be friends um, we talked about this as well on our date as you never know at what point you enter into someone's life when you go on a date with them and you don't know who else they're dating and you don't know at what stage. So I was telling the girls, I think one of the other factors playing into um, our future is the fact that I started dating someone before and I met them. I met this person before you. Mm-hmm. And I really think in the next three weeks, that relationship could strengthen. Are you yeah. nervous about the contents of this thing um, or reaching the ears of the person that you're dating? Um, before we went on the date, I told him, I was like, you're probably going to hear this episode. I don't want this to be a surprise. So after our date, I did text him and tell him everything that happened. And we had a phone call about it, told him about the kiss, everything. I, I feel like we need to just be in dating in general. I feel better if I'm just more honest and maybe just overly honest as opposed to not. Yeah. Should I should I drop my bomb now too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's drop the bomb. <laughs> drop the bomb. <laughs> so I also started seeing someone okay. oh, a little a little ways before I started going out with you. It never reached the point where I felt like I had an obligation to discuss my mm-hmm. dating activities with her, although it was close enough that like I was a little bit nervous about her listening to this podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, it's always difficult to say exactly like where a relationship is right. prior to having totally. some of these conversations. Like yeah. if you, it's a very weird thing because you kind of need to have the conversation at some point, but you also can't really rush the conversation about like what are we, what is yeah. happening here, and all those things. Um, and so. So yeah, it's really funny to me that you brought that up. And because... also on the flip side, it's weird to have this conversation on a first date or after a first date. And be right. like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I know we just had a first date, but I just want you to know I'm dating other people. Yeah. Like, right. that's right. a <laughs> conversation. Yeah. And I think the reality is when we talked about this date, 
that was before you even met this other person, right? Yes. So it's yes. like just things can change really quickly yeah. when you're in the course like, of a few days or a few hours. I, I love the takeaway of like not taking rejection personally exactly. because, and it's like time and time again, it has so much more to do with things going on in their life than you or even how they feel about you. Like yeah. you guys thought each other were awesome. I love this radical honesty. I don't know if this is like a new movement or if some people have been doing it forever, but I recently went on, uh, like, a, you know, I dated somebody for a couple of months and I remember after our, it's like our, after our first date, which was one of those amazing dates that just goes on and on and on. Like we'd walked through the rain and we had like Ooh. made out passionately oh in front gosh. of his house. Like I, it was yes. the closest I've ever gotten to love at first sight. We were kind of wrapping things up and I said, what are you up to this weekend? And he looked me right in the eye and he said, I'm going on some other first dates. Oh my God. Wow. And I was like, whoa. I was like, why? I was like, why did you just tell me that? And, and he goes, I disagree. I he goes, honesty, right? And it, I thought it was beautiful and amazing. And really, what would we all lose? We don't ever have perfect like foresight. We don't really know nope. how things will work out. Nope. And if the worst case scenario of this whole experience is that we're friends, and we just like met someone that we get along with really well. That's then pretty That's a awesome. really yeah. That's yeah. like higher than average like situation. Yeah. If I give any advice, which obviously I'm like very single, so maybe I shouldn't be giving advice. <laughs> but like, just ask someone what they want. Yeah. And and just make it like if you're feeling something, like in order for a relationship to work, the other person has to align with what you're feeling. Yeah. So if you're like, oh my god, I'm so into you, and they're like, oh, I'm not really that into you. That's fine. It's good to know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it, you're better off not pretending that you're not into them and so you can get along or vice versa. You're better off just putting it out there and being like, hey, yeah. I feel like you're not really opening up to yeah. me. What's going yeah. on? And, yeah. and, and worst case scenario, you're like, well, I don't really like you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and like, something yeah. amazing is that it seemed like you, single, I don't want to say single-handedly, but like it was you like saying that one line that oh, turned yeah. the whole date around. It Completely just changed how, like, the dynamic. So it's like you also don't have to feel like, oh, this isn't going well. It's like it's done for. It's yep. like you can turn the dynamic around with just like, one line and like one expression of vulnerability. Awesome. So listeners at home, so we want to hear your dating stories. We can change your name. We can protect your identity and the people um, involved in your story. So thank you, Eve. Thank you, Andrew, for doing this. This was really fun. And I'm sweating like a crazy so person right now. <laughs> like, that was nerve wracking. And last but not least, stay dateable. Your dating challenge for this week is to try to find a way to connect with someone on a deeper level. It doesn't even have to be on a date. Maybe try asking someone what is really on their mind. Just try it out and let us know what happens. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Mm -hmm.